The Three Horizons framework was developed by McKinsey's over 20 years ago and has remained an enduring means to inform business strategy and long-term sustainability. How have you used this framework? In this episode, I cover my experiences where I use the Three Horizons to create growth, identify innovation, and pivot organizations. Hi, my name's Dina Goebel. And this is Diary of a Business Designer. This is a show about business design. It's not theory, it's 40 years of lessons learned to create successful business models. You can register on my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com, for email notifications about new episodes and resources you can download. So what is the Three Horizons Framework? It was featured in The Alchemy of Growth by Baghai, Coley and White in 2000 and provides a structure for companies to assess potential opportunities for growth without neglecting performance to the present. As companies mature, they often face declining growth as innovation gives way to inertia. And to achieve consistent levels of growth throughout corporate lifetimes, companies must attend to the existing business while still considering areas they can grow in the future. Horizon One represents the core business, most readily identified in the company and provides the greatest profits and cash flow. Here, the focus is on proving performance to maximise its remaining value. Horizon Two encompasses emerging opportunities and the potential entrepreneurial ventures likely to generate substantial profits in the future, but that could require considerable investment. And Horizon 3 contains ideas for profitable growth down the road. For instance, small ventures, research projects, pilot programs, and minority stakes in new businesses. The diagram you usually see is three semicircles stacked progressively above each other and spread over time. The Three Horizons framework is also used for innovation, where Horizon 1 refers to the present, the current business model, and the competitive edge of the organisation. Here, the focus is to defend the current core business from competition and disruption. This is what innovation guru Clayton Christensen calls sustaining innovations. The business does this in a planned and orderly manner, ensuring that uncertainties and risks are minimised. Horizon 2 is all about emerging opportunities where developments and innovations are currently occurring but in the present. Christensen calls this the stage of disruptive innovation, requiring an entrepreneurial mindset while leveraging learnings from the past. And Horizon 3 is innovation for the future. What would business look like if it could start again? without restrictions, take into account new emerging technologies and other developments. This perspective is about revolutionary change, and the International Futures Forum coined this term as transformative innovation. Visually, for you see wavy lines, overlapping as H1 declines, H2 is already growing and subsides, and H3 eventually takes over. Recently, I read another interesting article about three horizons for business model change. I've put a link in my podcast notes. Digitalleadership.com talks about business model change and digital transformation, where Horizon 1 executes and incrementally improves an existing business. Horizon 2 transforms and makes step change improvements to an existing business model. And Horizon 3 is a radical, innovative new business model. 
Over time, the Three Horizons framework has evolved. In the past, we assigned a delivery time to the horizons. For example, H1 is new features that could be delivered in a short term of three to 12 months. H2 is a business model extensions that would be ready in two to three years. And H3, when you're creating new disruptive products or business models three plus years out. Today, as described by Steve Blank, disruptive Horizon 3 ideas can be delivered as fast as ideas for Horizon 1 in the existing product line. Horizon 3 disruption is most often used not by market leaders, but by challengers and new entrants. Think of Uber or the new micro online banking uh, companies. Like all tools and frameworks, each have an application which can be adjusted for each organizational scenario. Personally, I've used the Three Horizons framework for growth strategies, for resource planning for a pivot, and when blended with box two, what do you stop doing? Developing a transition plan. Now, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, please subscribe, like, review, or share. My goal is to get to a thousand followers. Plus, you can follow me on LinkedIn and don't forget to register on my website for new episodes into your inbox. In my case studies, majority of them have been opportunities for growth, more so than innovation or disruption. Now, to use a horizon model for your advantage, you need to think about what are the aims and what is the tenure required for any growth or innovation strategy. Ask questions like, how long will it take to see results? When can you expect to generate profit? And what is your expected ROI or return on innovation? Most businesses don't have the willingness, resource, skills, capacity or headspace for disruption and their intent is for incremental improvements that has safe, known and easy identifiable paths for growth or change. For example, one company that used to do classroom training moved to an online LMS training business model. And in other cases, I've used H2 adjacency growth into a known domain. For example, if you listen to the previous episode, episode seven, that's exploring how a customer journey map identified adjacency opportunities to expand the business reach. Another example in episode four was using white label as a H2 growth opportunity. Hence, these horizon types for opportunities for growth tend to look more like a H0, the current state, a horizon one, H1, focus on best practice to build market share, and horizon two, adjacency to expand into a known customer service or product. Forget H3 or any innovation into the unknown. In a few instances, I've worked on innovation towards a future state. I've worked in a business that had a clear mandate to change the status quo, to prepare for a sustainable future, to allocate resource, effort and investment into innovation. In one example, the business was in urgent need to find a new business model. They had left incremental future state planning to the last minute and the business was already in consecutive net losses. We identified a market gap and had an embryo of capability and were posed for an immediate pivot. In a second scenario, I was asked to identify the emerging trends of the future, but there was no rush in this case because healthcare doesn't change quickly. 
So we had the opportunity to invest in experimentation to build up our H3 and create a slow burn journey into the future. And in another example, with the pandemic, this was a catalyst for new territory. We did design sprints and identified new solution opportunities. The net result was we built an adjacency opportunity, but we didn't have the budget or the capacity to build a truly innovative one that we had identified. So we'd had to get parked for another day. The side benefit I've learned from using the Three Horizons model is that I can also use it for resource and skills allocation. Transformation, pivots, innovation, challenging the status quo, all require telling a story. And the side benefit of the Three Horizons framework is to map current and required skill allocations to those horizons. Basically, it provides an implementation guide for HR managers for the skills and resources needed over time. It shows under and over skills in any line of business, imbalances on the H1, H2, H3 capacity, and budget allocation across each. In one case, despite the lip service of 20% of revenues allocated to innovation development, i.e. anything in H2 and 3, the reality was only 0.5% was being allocated with resource. Within 18 months, by telling the story, we had moved this already to 10% and continued growing. And in another scenario, where we did the white label, the forecast of the H2 expansion required over $1 million and significant amount of resources. And this was no longer tenable due to increasing mandatory pressures on the H1 horizon. And then there's identifying box two. Now, I'm a fan of Vijay Govanradan's book, The Three Box Solution, that urges CEOs to be forward-looking and manage reinvention with a three-box approach. Box one is manage the present. Box two, selectively forget the past, i.e. what are you going to stop doing? And box three, create the future. So each time I work with Three Horizons, I keep asking what is going into box two? How do you create capacity for Horizons 2 and 3 by deciding to stop something? It's a big topic for another episode in the near future. Now, I've put links to two books, The Alchemy of Growth and The Three Box Solution in my podcast notes. Please visit the website to email me, ask questions, provide feedback. I look forward to chatting to you next time. Bye. Bye.